Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Well, as we say every week, we are recorded live. This is Chuck Bartok speaking to you from the banks of the beautiful Sacramento River, just sitting underneath Mount Lassen, the most recent active volcano in the lower 48 states. Can't count Hawaii and Alaska because, you know, they're just kind of spread out there. This is the 395th episode of You Can Build It, Your Business. And for those of you that have been joining us recently, this show has been focused, um, and most of our callers have been in the creative side of life. Uh, They've been writers and uh, artists who wanted to spend time effectively or learning how to effectively use all of the wonderful free resources we have today uh, to market their product uh, possibly in non-traditional ways, and those non-traditional ways in some ways are, are doing very, very well for people. Uh, prior to that, this show spent a long time. It originated talking about what's necessary to start a business regardless of the venue. I don't care. We've had heart surgeons on here and tire company owners and landscapers and furniture stores and uh, real estate, insurance, um, accountants, a business, anything that we do that we're not directly compensated for on an hourly or, you know, time basis, uh, a business, um, when you're in charge, make the prime decision maker, you're in business, and artists, creatives, authors, um, musicians, I've worked with musicians for many years, Um, you're in business, Traditionally, you had somebody managing your business for you, and those of us who have observed have found sometimes that's been detrimental. But um, I think today, with the Internet, we all have the opportunity, whether it's a good choice or not, that's irrelevant, we have the opportunity to be in charge of our creatives, in charge of our written work, in charge of our music, and so on and so forth. People said, well, you can't do that because you're not going to reach an audience. Well, we've proved that not to be true. Of course, you have to know your audience, (laughs) and it's so easy to find your audience, and it's so easy to put yourself in front of your audience, and pretty soon your tribe or your audience just seems to grow uh, incrementally. And, uh, of course, again, I want to put a caveat out here. We're not talking about New York Times bestsellers. But a lot of people that I've talked to and have been on this call are comfortably selling 5, 10, 15, 20 books a day. Nothing magnificent. Just kind of a steady eddy, nice little paycheck every day. And, of course, the more you sell yourself, the quicker you're paid because you're instantly paid that way. And... um, the margins are usually higher also. So I'm looking at, I'm sorry for all, because I'm not the creative here. My partner is the creative. I'm just the numbnut. Um, the um, 
we have to also define who we want to be. Um, going back to the character ethic, if you're a damn good writer, a damn good painter, a darn good musician, and you want to make a living doing it, if you want to be a millionaire doing it, then you probably may have to take some other avenues. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, we have some great guests on today. Uh, up and down, down from Ontario, Canada, we have Diane Stevenson, and uh, in Sweeney, Texas, Nancy Lou Henderson, uh, the Fangy Gal, is with us, and we have a new person that joined us, KT Banks, and then Lewis. This is your second week, right? You and your wife. That's correct, and it's her first. It's her first, that's right. Well, why don't, why don't you give her the phone so she can introduce herself and tell everybody what she does? I mean, we know what you do from last week. <laughs> okay. Um, my name's Karen, and um, I retired about two, three, four years ago from teaching. I taught middle schoolers language arts for 28 years, and it was time to get out and do what I wanted to do, which was uh, to write. And I <laughs> messed around for about two years, and then I finally I sat down and wrote my first novel. Um, it's a historical fantasy, 1950s Appalachia and Wolf Shifters. Oh, wow. Why not? You know. <laughs> why not? Um, and then um, I started my uh, my second is it's historical fiction, no fantasy to it at all. It's ready. As soon as the cover gets here, um, it's ready to go. And um, then, I, like Lou said, I'm working on my my. What, what's the name of book two? Uh, the first one was called Parham's Mill. The second one is called Ruby. Ruby. Named after the girl. Ruby. Okay. Ruby. And it's the story of a girl in the Depression era who gets on a bus in Norfolk. She loses her <gasps> job. Right. Yeah. I... to go home and doesn't make it. Uh-huh. I read uh, I read some blurbs about that last week. Mm-hmm. Cool. Fascinating! Uh, it's going to be now. Is your book Ruby? Is that going to be traditionally published? No, um, I'm going to do it same way we did the others uh, through Create Space. Okay, very good. And ha- no, I, I, have I, you also gone to Barnes and Noble with your books? I have not. Lou, Lou did that um, with, and then he pulled it from that, so he wasn't all that yeah. thrilled. Really? Yeah, and, and and part of that was I could not find a way into Barnes and Noble to do any advertising on Barnes and Noble the way you can on Amazon. Right, right. It's interesting. It's interesting. I'll share with you. I agree with you. Although the checks from Barnes and Noble are comfortable, you know, they're they're reasonable. I'm not going to throw them away. But how we got uh, actually our tribe. You know, we've we've built over two years this this uh, group on the website and on Facebook. Thirteen thousand people. And the, um, you know, I'll never forget uh, McKinley, Frank McKinley, good friend of Nancy's now. He says, I want to buy the book, but I'll be damned if I go to Amazon. Why can't I get it at Barnes & Noble? (laughs) I mean, you know, a guy guy wants to buy a book. Why can't he get it at Barnes & Noble? I mean, he just hates Amazon. That's his prerogative. Sure. So all we did was upload our PDF to uh, Nook Press both digitally, we, we, I did the EPUB version for the digital version, and we uploaded, we had to modify the cover because Barnes & Noble has different dimensions, you know, the world can't be standardized. Of course not. 
And so we put up the Barnes and Noble. And it's interesting. Frank, of course, mentioned, hey, I got my book from Barnes and Noble. What happens is he goes in, orders the book, and they mail it to his house. But he likes to go to the store. So interestingly for us, most of our Barnes and Noble sales are from people who have done what Frank does. Hmm. They, they go to the Barnes and Noble store and order the book or hmm. books because we got five of them now. And so, you know, why not have your book there? <laughs> it doesn't cost a dime to have it there. It actually does because it raises the price of your book on Amazon. Uh, how, how, how do you figure that? Because it didn't I, do that to I ours. I figure it. I know. I did it. Okay. Well, uh, now. If you pick extended distribution. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't click extended distribution. I had Barnes & Barnes and Noble prints our book on demand. Okay. So it's totally a Barnes & Noble deal. Or okay. Nook Press, Okay. No, it's not expanded distribution from Creative. That's Amazon, right? Yeah. 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 Um, The other thing is, is that for me to go to Nook, yeah, uh, would take me off of uh, Kindle. That's right. You're 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 on Kindle Unlimited, which we dropped the minute they told us we can't do something because we don't like people to tell us we can't do things. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Right now, right now, it's been uh, it's worked well for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to drop it. No, no, no. I don't know. No, no. I see that. That's what I love about our callers. Is what's working for you is is fantastic. What works for for Nancy is fantastic for her, and what mm-hmm. KT does and Diane does, and and yeah. we have Gerara. Now Gerara's on the call, but he hasn't clicked in yet. There's a young man that's written six books. Uh, three of his books are required reading at university philosophy departments. He has an agent that has his, his books are six, seven hundred pages long. They sell for good money, and he's getting a dollar eighty per book. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not working for him. When his contract is up, I believe his future work will be marketed differently. You know what I'm trying to say? Oh yeah. But but now other people obviously have done very well. Kirby Jonas will be uh, joining us in the near future here. Kirby's been writing Western. Uh, well, some people have called him the reincarnation of Louis L'Amour. I mean, this this kid in Idaho writes some dynamite Western, and. He has done, he started off that way, then he formed his own public. I mean, it's interesting how we all approach it. What I've been trying to do is help people marketing themselves, building that tribe, and enjoying the possibility of, like, you're, you're on Create Space. If, if I, I believe this is legal with Kindle, uh, you could probably sell a paperback directly from your website, Lewis, without hurting Kindle, right? I, I actually could, and I'm actually thinking about doing that because it, it provides a use for my website that uh, <laughs> is in not in, – in, in, the website is right now for me. Right. It, 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 it's a, it, it, you, you should expand on it. There's no question about that. Yeah. I have a question for you. Sure, go ahead. Who's, is this uh, – who? KT Banks. Oh, KT, go ahead. If you use the ISBN from Create Space, mm-hmm. can you then sell your book in Barnes and Noble and other? No, Banks? Barnes and Noble gives you an ISBN. 
Okay. That, that's what I was curious yeah. about earlier. Yeah. And, and by the way, I, you guys got to remember, I'm a, I'm a peddler. That's been my life all my, you know, I, when I, when I was a farmer, I spent more time peddling my farm goods than I, you know, I, I grew it, but then I had all night long to peddle it. But the, um, the using the different avenues, such as Barnes and Noble, and then somebody said, "I I don't spend time on this ISBN thing. If it you know if I can do something easily, <laughs> we we do it." And when Barnes and Noble said, "We do you want do you want to use your ISBN or have us want assign one for you?" I said, "Assign it." I did some research, and it makes no difference when we buy which we do buy the printed book from Nook because they deliver a little quicker. And as our sales on the Internet, you know, we don't buy a lot. We don't have a library full. We try to buy 15 to 20 copies at a time and keep it flowing in and out. Um, They ship a little quicker than CreateSpace does. But the printed book costs a few pennies more. (laughs) So it's a trade-off because I don't want to pay for expedited shipping. Yeah. So uh, uh, one advantage, if I can interject here, Chuck, is that um, one advantage of Barnes and Noble, uh, even if you're going through CreateSpace, is that the Barnes and Noble's bookstores are very receptive to self-published authors. Absolutely. If, if, they, if the book is available on Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. I've done two book signings at Barnes and Noble's as an indie author. Yep. Oh. Very good. Very good. It, it, now that is was that KT or was that your wife, Lewis? That's KT. <laughs> KT, okay, good. Because you girls both sound a little bit alike to a man that doesn't have many ears left. <laughs> My ears are big, but they don't work real well. So, well, you know, this is great. You know, Lewis and his wife are are finding a, a, a way to do things that works for them, and uh, Diane and Nancy are kind of getting, you know, are awaiting the day when when it hits the fan there. Um, and, and KT, I have to ask this silly question. What's that? Because do you also spend a little bit of time once in a while on Jim Strauss's page? Oh yes, yeah. he does. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when when Michael Wyrick sent me the message that maybe I can help you with the ebook, which you know I can if you're interested, but uh, I said oh, I know that name. And then I said, "But do I really? Because I, you know, I doubt myself sometimes." But okay, so now I now I'm I'm better focused. <laughs> yes, I'm not shy with my opinions on. No, no, you shouldn't be, and that's obviously neither is Jim, and neither is Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> and neither is Nancy and and Michael. Oh, and, I'm always nice. Well, you're nice. Yeah, well, we're all nice. Awkward part of life. <laughs> yeah, I've only heard you swear two or three oh, times. Well, I, I like KT. I like to read what you said. Yeah. Oh, who's that? That was Nancy. Oh, you read what I said? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I read all those comments. And and I, I if, if someone's got it and they're handling it, I just sit back there and laugh and say, go, girl, go. <laughs> well, you, you know, Jim brought up, I, uh, most of you are aware of the fact, I'm sure, that, that Jim started a group page from his business page. And uh, that's James Strauss Group. It's pretty simple. Yeah. And and Jim has been putting in some pretty pointed personal opinions. And you realize that the market 
Jim's market is, you know, 95% veterans and 90% of them are over 60 years old. You know, which means we have a herd of people like myself who are somewhat fixed in our ways and our, <laughs> our thought processes and our opinions. And what, what did amaze me is, is you know, Jim, I, I've known Jim since I hired him in 1970, so obviously we've had our share of, you know, trips down the river. And, you know, we've never really agreed on a lot of things except how to protect each other. And the what what amazed me is so many people said, I disagree with you wholeheartedly, but I love your books. <laughs> in, in, in a way, that's good, I think, because... People were not afraid to state the opposite, but they still like the the author, the creator. You see what I mean? Yes. It's not a boycott thing like, well, if you think that way, I'm never going to buy your book again. And that's the thing that bothers me when I see this social media, you know, I'm going to unfriend you or whatever and yada, 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 and so on. There's no reason to be cruel to people. I mean, I agree that. And, you know, we can use a modicum of of uh, manners. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think it's great to express your opinion. And, KT, you do it very well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to restrain yeah. myself sometimes. Right. Well, it's uh, I, I have written a lot and, and erased a lot before I pushed the set button. <laughs> but, uh, and that's, that's really what the people on the call today are – happen to be writers they're writing truly to express their opinion even though because this is what fascinates me uh, the the book we just started it's on the 20th chapter now island in the sand which is the first time a female protagonist was there and it's 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 a post apocalyptic anyway you guys know the word i keep (laughs) apocalyptic apocalyptic story It, it is it is based on on some reality and the fact that the location is definite. We know that it's underground um, Los Alamos, but the reader doesn't know that. <laughs> but um, so that different approach, there still is and there will be in that book an expression of the author's um, mindset because it's a sociological study. And most of you that have read Jim's books know that other than 30 days, well, that's sociological too, but all of the Arch Patton books and uh, many of his short stories are, are and The Boy, the five-book series, The Mastodons, which, by the way, we're going to publish the second book this year, uh, are really sociological studies of humanity and how man you know, interreacts with his environment and how he interreacts socially. And so they are statements, they are editorials, and that's what makes writing great. Almost every famous book has been an editorial, hasn't it, folks? In some way? (laughs) At least, well, I didn't get an answer on that one. (laughs) But, um, no, that's... uh, What you consider to be a great book. Well, I, you know... (laughs) Well, I I like The Count of Monte Cristo, and that's a very... (laughs) appointed uh, you know study of sociology that is and uh, so th- there's other books uh, similar to that um, i th- there's a well it doesn't matter we don't have to go into my list <laughs> um 
KT, you were asking about e-books, uh, which was the question Michael presented to me. Yes, I, I wrote two novels years ago, and mm-hmm. my sister passed away almost five years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. It just threw me for such a loop that it's just now, I'm just now getting back into writing and trying to finish the manuscript that I was writing when she, was, when she passed away. Mm-hmm. So it's been almost five years since I've been in this game, and things have changed. Yes. <laughs> Well, I'm going to share with you the simple way we do things because neither Jim or I want to learn new curves, okay? I mean, there's enough on our plate to then go to school again. Yeah. Um, I happen to have a very good friend. Diane knows of him because he's been a caller on this show. He's been publishing for years. He has a small publishing company in Philadelphia. He's not a, what do you call it, vanity publisher. He's a real publisher. And he publishes a very narrow genre of books, None of the books that Jim writes would fit his genre, so he wasn't interested, okay? But we've done things back and forth. And what he has done for us is he's converted our files to the appropriate ebook formats, which can be done by yourself. If you have a Mac, there's a wonderful program called Vellum, which allows you to upload your Word doc. And it will create the EPUB and the .mobi file. Oh, I don't have a Mac. Okay, well, I, there's also a program. I I don't, you know, on the Microsoft there's a program similar, and I think a Googling might help you on that. But if you, the, the reason we we have Tony do this for us is that we like to sell our digital books direct on the website. Because when you sell the book for eight ninety five, we get $8.70 instantly. Wow. Yeah, because PayPal takes 93%. And every digital book we sell, we're getting 97% of that sale price Amazing. the minute the people hit the buy button. Wow. Oh, so you're just, you're just basically uh, distributing the Moby file yourself. And the and the EPUB. Okay, I'm I'm not familiar with. Well, it. EPUB is what Nook is, and EPUB yeah. is is what a lot of other readers use. Mm-hmm. It's dot EPUB. It, it's just a. Uh, I, I, again, I'm not a technician. The technician's not on the call tonight. <laughs> so, what but Tony they can does? Download those files into their device. Correct. When you go to the site and buy one of the digital books. The minute you push the buy button, you're immediately redirected to a special page, a hidden page, that has the download button that will download the file to your computer and gives you instructions how to upload it to your device, be it a Nook or a Kindle. And so far, uh, you know, those who have chosen that have had no problem. And again, being avaricious, and, you know, we're terribly money-hungry people, of course, uh, I, if I sell an ebook on Amazon, they graciously send me money 60 days later, you know, or 60 days, two months after. And of course, it's nowhere near the sale price, correct? Right. And and I appreciate that. I mean, you know, they got to live too. But it's funny how if you've built your tribe, or and we continue to build the tribe. It's not you know our our, our market is growing daily. Uh, the number of people that join the group, the number of people that join the page, 
we had 130 new likes on the page last week. We're up to 13,700. And the group was started a month ago, Nancy. Is that about a month ago? The Superman uh, group? No, uh, it, hasn't, it hasn't been that long. No, and, and there's 5,200 members. You know, and, and I just keep on. And, and, and they're active. They they talk. They they share their own experience and they ask questions. How would you guys uh, handle this problem? And of course, again, this is a very narrow group of people. They happen to be mostly combat veterans. We are getting many more younger veterans, meaning the forty-year-olds and the thirty-year-olds and the fifty-year-olds. But that's a niche market, and that's what the two books, uh, three books, are focusing on: is that 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 niche. Uh, the CIA books has another market, you know. But it's interesting that those people who like Jim's Vietnam books also happen to like the CIA books. The thing that we like is the multiple sales that we see. And also, as it just turned out today, uh, boom, the phone, the, what are you talking about? The, the notification came up, you have money. Went to PayPal. There was another sale. By the way, the books sell for more money on the website than they do on Amazon. I want everybody to be aware of that, and our buyers know that. But they're getting a personalized autographed copy mailed to their home directly, okay? And the added cost more than covers the added cost, so the profit margin is a bit higher. And uh, lady ordered three, and she sent a blurb of what she wanted Jim to say to each one of the three recipients. Oh, that's nice. So, but about 80% of our PayPal purchasers also include their phone number. So the order comes in, I do the processing to send to Mary so she can, you know, put the books in an envelope. Mary's in Wisconsin, I'm in California. And uh, I pick up the phone I say, Janine, this is Chuck with Geneva Shore Publishing, Jim Strauss. I want to thank you very much for ordering the books. Do you mind my asking what prompted you to, uh, to order these as gifts? You know, have you been reading it? So we have a dialogue. And if, if five or six people buy the books daily, it takes very little time out of, out of a day to, to call those people and, and say hello. And actual real relationships develop that way. And it's interesting how those people become members of your sales force. That's wonderful. Huh? Wonderful. Yeah, the, like when you went to the signings at Barnes & Noble, didn't you feel a little more into it? I'm sure you did. Yeah. You know, like I said, they buy them on Amazon. I don't know who that person has bought it is. You know, never meet them. So, but the e-books, I, I, I wander, as everybody knows I do. We have a friend of ours convert to those files, and then he sends me those files in a zip file. Then I upload it. I actually upload to Kindle the .mobi file. I don't ask them to convert it, okay? And at Barnes & Noble, I upload the EPUB. The other one that I use the EPUB is on Smashwords, and they're really phenomenal. On the 14th of every month, they deposit very nice checks because those are the sales through Google Books and uh, I, iBooks, Kobo, and a bunch of other places. 
So, uh, but we upload the files that we know are satisfactory because, quote, our person did them. You know what I mean? So, anyway. Uh, or you can, KT, you, you can research on Microsoft. I understand there is a program, Lewis may know about it, that allows you to take a Word document and convert it to the .mobi and EPUB. Are you aware of one, uh, Lewis? Uh, no, I am not. On CreateSpace, uh, you upload the Word document into one of their templates and uh, uh, fool around with the first seven pages, which is usually the most painful part. We just finished that with Karen's. Yeah. And, uh, and then at the end of that process, it says, do you want to publish on Kindle? And they generate oh, okay. a uh, slightly reformatted one for Kindle. Yeah. Uh, which you can, I generally edit differently for uh, Kindle because I don't want the uh, uh, front end uh, overhead uh, coming up on the Kindle. Right. On those right. Text. Yeah. Well, see that, that you see you're using parts of of CreateSpace. I just upload the uh, print ready PDF to CreateSpace. Yeah. Uh, I've never done the PDF. Uh, yeah. It might might save me some headaches, but uh, the formatted word uh, is what I'm most familiar with, and mm -hmm. I'm using their templates so I know my margins are right, my headers right, right. are right, except for the ones that they screwed up. Yeah. Well, see, that's why we have Tony, and, and, but I have to say this, and, and this may stop a lot of people, Tony does charge a fee for this, as he rightfully should. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's kind of hard to get somebody to work on your car for free, unless he happens to be your son. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, we, we have an arrangement with Tony, and Tony also has put his staff together on some covered designs for us, because we're kind of half-assed that way. But... Uh, his fee, of course, is based on his his uh, need uh, to 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 put a lot of time into it, and even though we deliver to him what we consider, because we have both editors of the newspaper go over these, and then our readers, of course, are our best editors because every time we post a chapter, there's fourteen thousand mistakes that get corrected on the website from our readers who in the comment section say, hey, you forgot the little comma after the bitchy-bachy and the, you know, you got too many quotation marks here and all that kind of stuff. But um, Tony does a, a final breeze through editing, which is nice. You know, he just does that. And uh, we, we've been very happy with that kind of service, and I'm sure there's many, many other people that can do that. The reason I chose Tony is I have been very happy with his publishing other books, and um, I like his end product, and so, you know, I've uh, kind of uh, got to like him, I guess. <laughs> so and we don't, we don't want to learn how, you know. So what is his fee? Uh, it's Callisti Publishing. He's in Pennsylvania. His name is Anthony Mihelski, M-I-C-H-E-L. I, I send him an email every day. When, come on, Chuck. Don't get old, folks. Do, 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 do. How do I spell his last name? Uh, M I C. Huh? I haven't looked at it for so long. I can't remember either. M I C H E L S K Y? 
Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it up, everybody. Here it is. M-I-C-H-A-L-S-K-I. And it's pronounced Mahelsky. The, the C-H is somewhat silent. And the name of his company was Kalisti. K as in K-T. A-L-L-I-S-T-I publishing.com. Okay, great. His phone number, his direct phone number is at the top of his website. He is a real businessman. Um, he, he he just spent last week in, I guess, New York. There was a big publishing seminar or something, and he was back there. And uh, I mean, he, he's on top of the business. But again, he, he publishes such a narrow genre of books. Does anybody know who Robert Bly is, B-L-Y? Robert's a copywriter, very highly regarded in the industry. He's written something like 90 books, and he has switched his publishing over to Tony. In fact, Robert's newest book will be out pretty soon, published by uh, Callisti Publishing. Oh, I I write thrillers. No, it's not a thriller. (laughs) That's what I write. Copyright. (laughs) It's a business book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, so that was the thing on on ebooks. If you're, you know, how how can you do it? Why should you do it? Uh, and again, I want to, for those who listen t- tomorrow and the next day, uh, when I speak of sales, I'm speaking of modest sales of books, maybe less than three hundred a month on the average. And, um, you know, we're not New York Times bestsellers, but the idea is to spend, I mean, have a income, a gross income of the books that exceeds the cost of doing all this. Yes. I mean, that's the goal. <laughs> and and it works. But, you know, I would hardly call it, uh, I, I don't think, um, well, let's see. Uh, after the second year, a person could consider the income of Geneva Shore Publishing as 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 a, a su- providing sustenance <laughs> is that a polite way of saying I could eat? <laughs> you know, but it, it's like Nancy and I have talked about it. Uh, I, I don't know if Nancy wants to share her goals. She's publishing her book primarily because I forced her to, but no, the, uh, the story that she has to say, to tell is really the letters from her husband and Frank Henderson probably was one of the finest examples of what I would call a real man, uh, truly defining masculinity and a person who understands love and how to, uh, uh share that love. And you know you don't have to walk around being uh, being the rooster in the barnyard, and um, and uh, Nancy found tell the story, Nancy, how how this came about because this stuff was hidden for a while, wasn't it? Uh, yes, um, actually, it was about a couple of years ago, um, I think 2015 uh, January, right around his his uh, death time, and I uh, was. Sixty-something years old, I think, and uh, well, yeah, I know it was. Anyway, <laughs> uh, about sixty-five, and and I've I've been a widow for twenty-one years, and and I take care of my own home and mow my own yard and do those things that have to be done. And I had retired to get some more things done here, 
And I was just at one of those times in my life where I was going, you know, come on, God, what is it? What is it that you want me to do that I'm just doing this stuff? You know, this is this is not a, a good purpose. I need a better purpose. And um, so that night I had a dream, and in that dream uh, my husband came to me and, and he told me to look in a cedar chest. And I realized what, that I had a cedar chest in the house. I, I knew what was in it. But then I went back to bed and... Um, uh, of course, it's in the middle of the night always when you wake up and you've had that kind of dream. And uh, I realized that I had a cedar chest out in my shed that I hadn't seen in years. I didn't even know what was in it. And um, so I couldn't wait for it to get light. And, of course, I went out and everything was all over the top of it. And, and I had to, you know, I had to uh, straddle everything to get to it and finally did and opened it up and... Um, there was a box in the top of it that had held china that we had gotten as a wedding present uh, when we married. And I opened that box, and I saw all these letters. And I thought, what is this? So uh, immediately I brought it in, into my game room, and I sat there, and I started going through there. And they were letters he had written to me from Vietnam. And I... I guarantee you those were put in that box and put in that that cedar chest when he came back and they had never been looked at again. And uh, so I started reading them and, and, of course, it was just, I was fascinated because I didn't remember a thing about what was in them. I didn't even remember reading them. And it, it, it's a pretty tough time when you're separated like that and you just kind of write a letter read a letter and put it away and write another letter. And, and you know, uh, uh, it's it's kind of like going through through like a robot every day for a year. And um, so uh, the last one that I came to uh, was actually hidden under the rest of them. And when I, I put them in order by date, so I thought, uh, you know, I could uh, store them that way. And the last letter uh, in it he had written... Uh, to me and they were under fire and it was right before he came home and you could tell that he had to get serious because he was typing on a mill. He was a ditty bopper and uh, he was typing and when he um, he said, I've got to stop because I, I, I just can't tell you what I need to tell you, you know, uh, typing on this mill. And so he took a, a pen and strode right in and it was talking about how our love was, in, you know, a, a new wine and then it became aged and became uh, a perfect one, and it was the most perfect thing that God had ever created, and that um, he had, um, he told me that not even death could ever part us. It was an eternal, eternal thing. And well, tell everybody his... the final letter. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, well, it's not, there's a little bit more to it. Yeah, but, there is. Um, um, when when I realized that that was the message to me that that um, uh, from him then and from from him that day, but then uh, I kept looking at this these letters and I thought, yeah, I'm just going to throw some out there, uh, uh, excerpts on Facebook and and telling people how I'd found them a little bit. And um, when I did, people said, you know, this is this is a book, Nancy. This is, you need to get these letters in a book. 
And uh, I thought, well, because he didn't write about it. Uh, we weren't sitting there talking intimate things to each other. We're, he's talking to me like I'm sitting in a room with him, and he's asking questions, and he's telling me about the the country, and he's telling me about what he thinks, and um, which we did a lot. We were we talked that way. And uh, at times there's the, there's a letter that I would mail a letter, and when I went to open my post office box, I would get that, a letter from him, and the answers that I had just mailed questions in my letter, the answers were there immediately. Wow. And uh, so then once I started doing this, I, I realized that God had a purpose, and that was the purpose was to do something with these letters. And he has... he has sort of revealed some things to me that I think he wants from this, and I think it's it's uh, about how uh, love and commitment. Uh, we committed to each other totally when we married, and we were soulmates, and um, we didn't look take the easy way out ever, and we made a lot of mistakes. But, I mean, you know, uh, we were young, and, and uh, we weren't perfect, but, I mean, we spent money when we shouldn't. I mean, but we never, ever... Stop loving each other, no matter what. And separation didn't mean we were ever separated. We were always one mind and soul, regardless, and one heart. And, and, and uh, the more I write this, I realize that uh, uh, there's that's something God wants to put back into the world again. Uh, that type of love, and 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 then like um, Chuck has said, uh, Frank wasn't afraid to say. You know, in one in one part he'll say, "It's okay for a man to tell a woman how much he loves her." Yeah. It's okay to say that out loud. You know. So anyway, so that's that's where I'm going, and um, uh, um, it's it's always you know the letters are always new every time I read them. So it, it's, you know, you know what's very unique that I'm seeing in this evolution. You're up to what? Uh, you've got about 15 chapters published now. Uh, I think so. There's quite a there's quite yeah. a few there. Um, I don't right. have the the, 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 the thing that's fascinating as an observer, and of course I am somewhat uh, vicariously involved. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> the, what 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 you're what you're going to see in Nancy's book is Nancy writing, and you're going to see Frank writing. They have two uniquely different styles. They have two uniquely different ways of phrasing and saying things. And but and not that Nancy's not good, but the power that Frank Henderson has oh, yeah. in expressing oh, yeah. what a man really is just blew me away. And and because that's been and a hot button of mine for. You had read he was only eighteen. Uh, yeah. The next letters, um, well, I'm fixing to put a, about three letters up because we're fixing to be, or have our first little temporary separation when he leaves to go to air. But uh, when we get to the um, the ones from Vietnam, you're going to see him change and grow, and and you're going to see. You're really going to see how deep he thought. He was like an old soul in a young man's body mm-hmm. all his life. From the time he first, I first met him, he was that way. He looked at life different than the rest of us. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't care what anyone thought about him. He loved everybody, and he 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 would do anything for anybody. 
and but he had his set of principles that couldn't be changed. Right. And um, um, I was fortunate <laughs> that he he decided that he loved me because I guarantee you that uh, uh, I learned from him. Uh, he was easygoing, and I was I was more warrior and all this kind of stuff. And he taught me to just. Hey, let's go. Well, he was a day older than you, Nancy, so you should always respect your oh, elders now. Oh, he was a whole day older. But our whole, whole uh, getting together was just miraculous. The first night, uh, first date, uh, he kissed me on my porch and told me he was going to marry me, and I knew he was right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just we knew. Um, uh, and we were young, you know, and uh, but... You're going to watch us do some crazy things. You're, you're going. To, there's a lot of fun, a lot of fun that's going to be in this book uh, before the letters. And you're, I hope I make you laugh because I laugh when I'm laughing, typing. I hope I make you laugh because that's that's the whole purpose. And and there's sometimes I just die laughing when I I'm uh, thinking of all the things we did. And uh, I shared some of those, and people said, y'all really did that? Y'all were just playing with each other. Y'all were just kids. Yeah, yeah we were. Yeah, I think we were. you were all 14, but I, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, KT, is KT here? Oh, she just left. Darn it. Darn it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lewis is here. Lewis and Karen are still here, though. Yep, yep we're here. You know, I, I'm going to ask you a question, because obviously I, I'm personally invested in this just because – I'm given the privilege of reading these as she's doing them, you know, and, and I feel, uh, I just feel connected to it. The, a book like this, how do the two of you feel? Uh, the, you know, everybody talks about genres and, 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 and niches. Uh, do you feel this to be a, a, a broad market or a narrow market? How would you interpret what Nancy has shared with us? That's, That's a very good question. <laughs> Pardon? This is, this is KT calling back. My landline died, so I had oh. to call back with my cell phone. Yeah, that, that okay, really thank that. you, KT. Thank you. FBI goodness. I don't know who it is. The, uh, so, so, again, th- this book, I mean, I, she's going to publish it, and, you know, she'll probably sell it. I, I know I'm going to buy a lot of copies to send to all my great-grandchildren, but especially the boys. But... What, what, what do you guys feel about about a, a market for this? You, you don't, do you see this as, as having a market? Well, oh, yeah. uh, certainly I think it would be uh, uh, powerful into the uh, veterans community. Yes. Uh, and I think that would I, I think that's where I would pitch it mm-hmm. uh, first. Uh, but it also involves uh, family relationships. Yep. So uh, uh, it's it's serious. I think it's serious nonfiction myself. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not fiction. <laughs> That's fiction. Uh, and, and I'm go- I'm not going to cut anything in the letters. And um, uh, there's nothing there really. Well, unless it's a name, uh, I don't have permission from people with names or names or anything. And if I do use their name, I get that permission. But um, when he, you know, he's even going to talk to us about uh, get a buddy of his getting a Dear John letter and how it affected him, and then you're going to see how it affected him for the next three letters. Yeah. And uh, me trying to convince him uh, 
you know, he even quotes what I said to him at, at one time, you know, something about a rock. He needs to worry about me leaving like a rock under a tree or something. Anyway, so, uh, you know, it, they were affected. They were, they were under a lot of, 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 of real tense situation. 24-7, Nancy. Everything yeah. affected them, you know, and uh, even though he knew I, how much I loved him, that guy's wife made him doubt, and and other other men with him made them all doubt their own wives. Right, right. For sure. Yes. Because they're living together. See, that's the other thing that, that's very evident in Jim's. You know, thirty days. We're going to have fifteen hundred pages of only thirty days. You know. Right. And 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 the the fact that when you put humans into that kind of an environment, where Kind of everything, you know, everything that you thought and taught <laughs> isn't reality or something. Right. And and I can see where, where Frank would say, because of, of, like you said, the experience of his buddy, then he says, oh, my God, what about me? Am I that way? Or, uh, and, he, he would ask me right out, you still love me, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that that's something that, um, you know, this this also hits the fact of what was going on with the women that were waiting. Mm-hmm. They were actually waiting and caring and loving and hurting mm-hmm. too. Um, there's not a lot said about that, but but we had our own war going on in hell. You know, and, and I I think that's going to be another avenue, uh, as uh, Lewis was mentioning, the veterans, because we're getting on Jim's book a larger readership of the w- woman side of it. You know what I mean? Right. And, and then you're going to get, uh, this is a man who wasn't afraid to say, say, uh, I pray unto God that he, he, he loved God too. He was a man of faith, yes. Right. And, and when, when you get, uh, you know, also you're going, we're, when I get to the end, we're going to go through uh, um, being a survivor of, of grief uh, when he dies. And I'm going to talk about that and the people around me and, who were all affected as a as a son, as a father, as a mother, and all that. I'm going to go into that because I saw it. I was affected as a wife, but I saw my son go through it. I saw his parents go through that. Mm-hmm. You know, there was so much going. His brother, his sister, mm-hmm. and um, how how that affects people. And uh, so you know, got you know, maybe it's a good lesson for. It, it, is that KT coming in? Yeah. Come on. As far as far as your uh, audience and and who would like to read that book, my father-in-law is a Vietnam vet, and he, I know he would love to read it. And then my mother-in-law went through probably a lot of the same things that you did. And then my husband went through having to see his father leave and come home so many times. Mm-hmm. So that's three different yeah. types of people that would love to read that book. Right. And and I go into that. There there's a little excerpt that I put on my page that happened to come back up and it's gotten uh I don't know how many uh on my Facebook page that got likes that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Yeah, that's an excerpt that I actually had written before and put a, a piece of a letter and it came back up on my personal page. It was one that I'd shared in two thousand fifteen. And uh, I just kind of revamped it and put it put it there. And I thought, well, I'll just share it with you know. It's, it's you don't have to go to the website. You can just read this right here, you know. And uh, 
I was surprised, but right there you're going to see how it was between him at an airport, him and I trying to let him go to Vietnam. It was it was tough, you know, and then he, he did get to come home in the middle of his tour in Vietnam for two weeks. They allowed him to come to the state. That's going to be a tougher time. You know, Nancy, what you're doing, and KT, you're back in the saddle. You're going to get your next book out, right? Yes. <laughs> but but see, you're you're the only person here that I well, no, no, excuse me, Lewis and 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 Karen have had success in in the publishing side of it, and uh, I I really think the world is ready for, and this is the genre I'm thinking, uh, life based. Nonfiction and fiction, because some life experienced stories have to be put in fiction. Okay, but you know, we won't go into the details why they have to be put into fiction. But, but I really think so many people are starving to read about reality. <laughs> yeah, and and I, you know, I don't mean reality TV. God forbid. God forbid. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, reality. The 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 Lewises, the Karens, the KTs, the Nancys, the Dianes. Uh, your life stories or the experiences that you share through your writing. Uh, I I really think it's out there. And for some reason, when I'm looking now again, remember I'm an outsider, guys. You're the creatives. I I go to these author sites and, and put in my two cents once in a while, but I see things people are spending time creating things that are totally unreal where there is so much reality that we can put on paper be it fiction or nonfiction, depending on the presentation that i think would be more appreciated i that's an opinion <laughs> we have to leave pretty quick because surely just knocked on the door and said chuck it's your hours up and uh, but um, what, what are your take uh Jim's group, uh, that's what we're spending time talking about, reality and fiction and so on. What, what, what do you feel about the real-life stories, KT? Well, I, I write I write for a magazine called Kalon Women. I write articles for them. Uh-huh. It's just a small magazine with, without that much of a following. But And I wrote a, a story recently about anxiety and with everything I went through with the death of my sister. Mm-hmm. And the article had uh, like 3,000 views, and it got shared 150 times on Facebook. Wow. Wow. That, that was my uh, Wake the, up best I'd ever done, uh, the, the best article that magazine ever had, actually. Right, right. And it surprised me. I didn't know there was going to be that big of a deal about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, I, I think because of what's denigrated or how social – mores have denigrated over the last 20, 30 years. And, you know, it's not our fault. It's just that we allowed it to happen. Um, I, I really think there's a whole starving uh, population out there. That... Well, and, and, Chuck, I don't know that people actually realize that it's all right to just feel out in the open. It, it's okay. Yeah. You know, I got a little bit of a um, uh, negative uh vibes around when I first said I was going to do this. You're going to share your personal letters? Yeah, you you shared that with me. Uh, that, that... But, you know, the thing is, is, is um, people people don't want to let you know how to feel sometimes anymore, and, and it's okay. It's okay to feel. It's all right to to um, uh, let someone hug you when you feel bad. It, it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so we need yeah. more of it. We need more. And by no, the way, I, Nancy, Nancy, you, mm-hmm. you did, everybody, I want you to notice, Nancy confessed in her most recent chapter <laughs> that... You're not. That... <laughs> Well, you guys go read her latest chapter about television, okay? Right. <laughs> On her honeymoon. <laughs> NancyLouHenderson.com, uh, Love Letters from the Heart is the section on her website. Widow's Blog is a kick in the fanny, too. you got to read the Widow's Blog. But, but the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I've been chiding Nancy all day about uh, about television advertising and the tremendous amount of money that's spent and how she and Frank just kind of snubbed it. So <laughs> I, I I could not believe you caught that. I thought I was being so sly with that. <laughs> well, we caught it. I <laughs> <laughs> and I thought no one would get that. Yeah. No one would get that little little I, funny. You, I hope we we helped uh, Katie. I don't know if I offered any advice or not. If I don't offer advice, any direction on ebooks. I think they work. Uh, that's our opinion. We're selling them, so we're happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do really feel that if a person's author website can be the hub of sales, that can surpass the target market. I mean, and it was what I feel. I'm, I'm confident now, after two years, that the target market can be created more easily on the website than it can on the helter skelter Amazon and Barnes and Noble searches. And oh, this whole thing was going to be about SEO. We never talked about SEO. That's real quick. SEO is a wonderful thing, search engine optimization. Everybody's been told, and people want to charge you three thousand a month to to uh, handle your SEO. I believe creatives, authors, those who are sharing their stories, you cannot do that if you follow the rules of SEO because your writing becomes very stilted. So again, we do have our website optimized pretty well on the pages. The posts are not SEO optimized. Because we, we would be ruining the story. We'd be ruining dialogue. We'd be ruining the mood that was set if we wrote to satisfy SEO. It's interesting that we, we do get searched. I, I want to clarify that. We're not against being searched. And let me see what the latest statistics say as of today. Bingo, bango. Okay, where is it? Come on, pop it up. Social media, obviously, has been the largest, uh, what's the word, uh, refer, refer of, uh, Facebook alone has sent over half a million readers in two years. Well, close to half a million. But Google... Uh, Google has had 54,533 people have visited the site through Google searches. About an eighth of what uh, Facebook, Pinterest, uh, Twitter have sent. So that's the advantage that authors have is they can develop their their tribe uh, through the free use of social media and bring people to your hub, which is your author's site, where they can get to know you, as on Nancy's site, through the widow's blog, which is her journal, more or less. And then, at the same time, you can share in her book. So, uh, SEO, I think it's important. 
if anybody has any more questions, we can spend time, and that's what we're going to talk about, and we never did, but who has a script to follow anyway? Um, I have a good question, John. Yes. On, uh, not on SEO, but on, on uh, e-books. Mm-hmm. Do you need um, an ISBN number on that? No. Don't, okay. Not for uh, an e-book. I've heard no. it both ways, and I really didn't know for sure. Uh, the answer is no. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a man that knows. Right. <laughs> You yeah. know, there's an awful lot. Somebody on one of my Facebook says they bought ten ISBNs today. Oh, I saw that. I, I went, what? My gosh! I thought you just had to have. I, I really thought you just had to have one. But I guess that's one per book. Well, I don't know. If you I buy mean, them in bulk, they're cheaper. If you buy them in bulk, they're cheaper. That's just like yeah, fur coats, you know that. <laughs> you know, like like the. Yeah. You know, in Canada, we have a real advantage. We get free ISBNs from the government. Yes. But Justin didn't have anything to do with that. No. <laughs> hey, guys, i got to go. Only, he only throws away our money on himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's that's kind of a popular pastime for most leaders, but, you know, yeah. what the heck. Uh, I really appreciate the group. KT, thanks for joining us. Happy to have Karen and Lewis back. Uh, like I said, the, these are kind of wide open sessions. Uh, um, I I've learned a lot from the people that have been calling for many many years, and uh, what I, if I could help anybody on the pedaling side? That's my long suit. I do work with people individually. I prefer to work with people individually. We used to have a community. Remember years ago, Diane called Beginner's Marketing Class? Mm-hmm. And that worked very well for a year or so, but everybody got to be so successful, they didn't want to be in the Beginner's Marketing <laughs> Class anymore. <laughs> and I didn't feel like changing the name, so I kind of let it drop. <laughs> but we were all, you know, look at Brad Parler is nationally famous, and Robert Blackman, and, you know, I mean, it's the people that... that Hung around with, so they're, they're just phenomenal what they've done, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm I'm kind of excited about having the opportunity. I really feel blessed meeting people, the creatives like those of you on this program. Um, I, uh, I I'm a good co- coordinator. Down, but he is pretty creative himself. He writes some pretty good stuff. Who's that? Chuck. Chuck, <laughs> well, Chuck, Chuck does, you know, but he's not going to. Chuck does write some good stuff, huh? And Fred, if you if you follow him on his Facebook page, you'll see that. Well, thank you. The um, okay. I, I I do have stories to tell, as we all do. Uh, a lot of them have to do with the agricultural industry, which over the years, I mean, has many players of many different personalities. Um, a real quick story before we go, which I've always wanted to put down on paper. Uh, a group of us met in a coffee shop on the banks of the Colorado River, and the lettuce market was in the ash can. First of all, lettuce. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stop the show. Here we go. I want to thank everybody for showing up. I'm going to end. The, we're going to end it so I can have a private conversation. Goodbye, all. <laughs> It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.